It's about being aware of my decisions and being aware of my conversations. And and as we started off these conversations around service conversations or or deeper level conversations, it's just like, well, cool. Where are my ten percenters? What could I add value, and where can I go that ten percent deeper today that I maybe went yesterday? How do I go ten percent deeper from yesterday to today? Who does that need to look like, and who needs to show up for me personally in that conversation? Try this bad boy out for science. You are welcome to take a seat at the table where we use a new lens, where humanity are stakeholders. Different distinctions encouraged, intention starts from a no-judgment zone, a certain age is not criteria, and where you become comfortable with the uncomfortable to facilitate a new conversation. Ah, there we go. We press live. We're here. And I'm excited, James, that you're here. We, You've been to the decision table before. You're not a virgin. This is uh, almost like, you know, you're part of the furniture now. I'm very honoured and uh, privileged to uh, be uh, asked for an encore. So, uh, yeah, real thank you. Well, here's, here's the actual thing. You were requested to come wow. back. That's cool. how much um, the feedback was from our conversation through a few little avenues. And uh, so when I decided that, you know, one way I could sort of know that even at the beginning of 21, that things can change. And if I do that, let's have conversations. Oh, my gosh, got to have James back on there. I was told that you've got to have James back on. So we must have bought some good stuff last time. So mate, magic dust must have dropped and people going, yeah, thank you. So let's uh, let's sprinkle some more, I reckon. I reckon. And the good thing is, look, these are just casual conversations. But casual conversations for me is never a light thing. Like I never go... So how's the weather? What's that? You know, how, how's the kids all doing? Great. Okay, so you're going to have a good rest of your day? I just don't go there so much in my life. And, and in fact, I'm trying to learn how to have those conversations a little better because sometimes you need to have those. Uh, but I love well, I think that's, I that. I think that's like on the, on the environment though, right? Like it depends yeah. on who, like you know as well as anyone, like who you can go deep with fast. Like yeah. your intuition radar is just like off the Richter. So you can you can pick up on like, yeah, I can ask that question or like mm, I might need to ask a little bit of a softer question. Yeah. That space. <laughs> Actually, that's a really good observation because you're right. There are times where you've just got to dance a little bit longer. Do you find that in what you're doing? Like so true because like I've got, I, I just look at it, my mates, right? So I've got some mates that would be mates for, like since we'll we dot i can't go deep too quick because they will just blow their heads off right so it is surface stuff but that's okay like that's okay because that's how we connect and that's how we we hang out and and so forth but there's other okay. mates like okay no 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 no. you got to teach me then how is it okay doing that surface stuff because i don't know about you one of the things i have learned over the last couple of years is beautiful loved ones have passed away and i've gone oh my goodness, I want to make the most of every single day. And if I'm in those conversations, I love people, but if I'm in a surface conversation, I go, have I just wasted my time? How do I get past that bit? I, I think it's going to the level where the other person's at plus 10%. Oh, tell me about that. 
So if I think if I can if I can if I can have an impact on someone's life on a positive aspect, it's like cool. I've filled myself up and I've filled them up and like I'm winning the mm. day. Right. But if I go in and I blow their heads off, like who's really won? Am I coming in with like all my stuff and projecting that? Um, and and I've just felt that I, I'm righteous and I'm all that, or and and they're just like spinning and, and haven't haven't actually got it, haven't actually understood it because it's too far outside of their paradigm. So if I go, cool, if I can have that conversation and go service, but then add ten percent and whatever that ten percent might be, it might be asking that one or two questions where they might be navel gazing and thinking about it, but not down a rabbit hole where they can't get out. Cause you think about some of the conversations we've had in the past, they go pretty deep and some people don't have the tools or the strategies to get out of that. Um, and so you, they're left spinning. So if we can, I believe my view of the world is if we mm-hmm. can add 10% to someone's day, like imagine, imagine even, mm-hmm. ma- imagine even like, a dozen conversations over the next couple of months with that person, how much of an impact you're going to have on that person. Okay, so there's a couple of interesting things you said there. I mean, there's more than that, but there was a couple at least uh, of interesting things. And one of those is that you said you don't want to project what you're putting on them and and you don't want it to feel like you're sort of getting on, you know, getting on them. And I was like, I never, ever feel like that. I just feel like, I could help, uh, like we could connect in a bigger, deeper way that's actually more beneficial to the other person than just talking about the surface because there's so many people who will talk about the surface thing. And and I know, I get it, I, you know, and I'm, I'm sort of, I'm sort of pushing it to the boundaries on this bit. But I think, I think that we so often are so worried about pushing wrong buttons, um, projecting ourselves on. And it's not about that. It's actually, if I go back into my years and years and moons and moons ago where I was working with young people and, you know, I it was amazing when I put on these projects, these community projects, and lives would change. No, they mm. wouldn't because guess what? As soon as those young people were not in that environment, were not immersed in it, nothing ever changed. And what happened was I was actually, and I was doing a lot of what I feel is surface stuff. I was helping, well, felt like it, but really nothing changed and they went back to the default system. And so that kind of became such a thing on my radar. And and I think that it's too easy to then go back and say, well, let's just have surface conversations because I think there's so many people who can. Totally. And I think it, coming back to that, uh, the, the intuition radar yeah. is knowing, knowing where to go, when to go and how to go, I think mm. is, is such an important element to those deeper conversations. So, and, and this is where you can, you can understand where, where that other person's at through your intuition and through the questions that you ask in the conversations that you have to go, mm-hmm. have they just checked out? Are they processing yes. or are they yes. engaged? So mm-hmm. I think that's that's that would be my aspect of yeah, we can go deep, but we've also got to be have the ability to check in so we're not blowing out. I like that. Yep. So we have the ability to go deep, but we also know how to check in so we don't what? So they don't blow out. 
that they don't blow out. Okay, I like that. That's a that's a nice little piece that I can go. Okay, good. So, firstly, let's say hello to Jason Irvine, Irving, Irving. Nice. Um, he's in the house, so um, both of us know him, and I am sure he's going to love this conversation a lot. So, here's the other thing: you talked about intuition. You know, intuition in the past has often been looked at as the woo-woo kind of thing in life. How do we measure that? You know, like it's it's an indica indicator and a really great measurement to use when making decisions. But how do we measure that? How do we show that that has proof that that, I don't know, thoughts around that? Yeah, funny. I just actually got off a call that, this morning with a client, we talked about this and um, it's everyone knows that I've spoken to what intuition is. It's yeah. that gut feeling. It's that awareness. It's that little voice. But then the conscious mind, the doubter, the ego kicks in and goes, oh, don't be silly. Oh, you can't say that. Or, or, mm. or, or no, or, or that's not a right decision. Um, and it's the ability to, like it's in a split second, it's that aspect of, of oh, say this, or, oh, feeling that, or, oh, do this. Mm -hmm. And it's the ability to trust oneself to act upon it and not second-guess it, question it, or push it down. So how do we actually measure it? You can yeah. actually measure it by the number of decisions and actions um, and conversations that have started based on that instant, instant thought process, instant feeling, instant mm. reaction. So that's that. If you look at measurements, that would be the measurable. Yeah. Okay. I love that. How have you found trusting your gut has improved what you do? So to another level, and I think the more personally, the more clarity one gets. So, like, if we reloop in this of we we're talking to this morning with him, my client saying, you know, the importance he hasn't been drinking since the first of January, right? Alcohol. Mm -hmm. and he goes, I cannot believe of me not drinking just over the last 10 days, the amount of clarity. I said, how's your intuition? He goes, intuition, it's off the Richter. He, and mm. and like, it's so true because you think about all the stuff that puts a damper on your intuition, uh, alcohol, drugs, um, fear, uh, over, uh, overwhelm, any, any of the, a lot of that negative feeling that when we go, when we feel closed in, that will impact on our intuition and, and, and the trusting of that intuition. How do we then, my viewpoint is how do we then get more of it and, and uh, align to it and act upon it is mm. off the grub, off the drugs, meditation, um, uh, self-care, looking at all those aspects that will actually heighten uh heighten that intuition love that and if you think about it intuition it's funny because when when in my work if there was a part of this a huge part of this that i wanted to put into a training but i didn't want to put it in because in lots of ways it was really hard for me to think how can you measure this how can it be be a sort of an important, I, I love what Jason says here. He reckons intuition is like a key to great leadership. And I think in mm -hmm. if we look through the lens of a new approach to leadership, it's like how do we use intuition to actually, and, and what I teach on is the whole muscle of human intelligence. How can we now exercise that in a much more effective way, an efficient way, right, 
because we also trust on and know how to build on our intuition. Because I think there's there's much, in, and I think one of the things that we've both done, and uh, how's phase one going, by the way, um, but we've been doing the 75 challenge and now we're on phase one. There's things in this way that around the whole mental toughness, right? The whole thinking, the whole, how do you, how do you show up every day? How do you make sure that you're being the most efficient, effective? And some of this comes back to trusting and believing in your intuition. Hmm. So true. So true. Like just to recap that. So we like we finished our first 75 high challenge on Christmas Eve. Um, and and the insights and the the feedback and the, the benefits were just next level. Um, not just on me personally, but my loved ones. And that for me was my mm. biggest impact um, of having my 13-year-old daughter wanting to do her own challenge and creating her own app for her and doing that every single day, you know, reading books like now my son's reading and, and, and like a whole family unit has changed because of me. Now, yeah. not from an Powerful. ego viewpoint. But just doing right, just mm-hmm. and this is where I came back from. Like when we first started this conversation, it's just around who are you being that's mm. having that guiding light where others want to be part of it. So when I shot that video and I posted the video of my feedback and my view of of the seventy five hard, yeah, and I said yeah. I'm starting again in the first of January. I had so many people reach out and go, "Can I do it? Can I be part of it?" We've got twenty one people. I've created. A couple wow. of groups now, 21 people all doing it together. On, wow. on their, they're, they're just starting 75 hard oh, as of the mm-hmm. 1st of January. And I'm blown, like, I don't, I don't know some of these people. And it's just like, wow, because that video had an impact, which they shared and shared and shared. And they go, mm-hmm. I want to make something different. I want to have some self-love, some self-care, increased confidence, whatever it is their journey was. Yes. And that's that's just been, it's just been incredible. So so when we come back to mental toughness, it's looking at, you know, this helps you to plan better. This helps you to think clearer. And then when we talk about intuition, intuition's to the roof because you're taking other stuff away. It's just been, yeah, it's been phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Jason said, wow, James, love the depth of care in your eyes. Thank you. Thank you. And I think wow. that's that's been a result, Jace, from me showing up on all different levels so part of the live hard program is that you've got a power list that you need to do and Mm. you know came we had a chat around well what goes on the power list yeah and like yeah totally business goals are and and activities super important but i've been doing activities around family so like for example like last week i took my son temping bowling because my wife took my daughter out and they had a girly day out and and my son Ty and I, we hang out and did bowling. And on my power list was to be present with Tiger while bowling. So that was no phone, that was no electronic, no electronics. And we had the best time ever. We were doing the high fives, we're doing the, like, it was just, and you could see wow. the excitement and the engagement in his eyes. He didn't shut up for the whole two games. It was amazing. And like you get, like it was like neck and neck until the last few bowls, but you could mm. see just the excitement and the engagement and the connection was beautiful. So looking at these power lists, it's like cool, you know. I hang out with a bunch of mates yesterday down the beach. We had all our families together. It's like I'm going to show up the best I can and be present in all conversations 
down mm. the beach with my friends. And when you in when I put an intention in there, when I put a uh, what I want to do for the day, it's yes. just been phenomenal. And having and then the reading component, it's 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 amazing how things work out. So one of the books I read uh, doing the seventy five hard was the Tiny Habits book, um, and now that's been incorporated as well. The book that I'm reading at the moment is called uh, The Magic. It's a it's like a sequel for The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. And mm. uh, it's it's beautiful because it all talks about gratitude and how you can have gratitude in all aspects of your day. So what I'm doing is there's a, a there's a great little uh, one of the things is is to get a a note. So I've got a fifty dollar note that I put in my phone, and um, there's a post-it note that I've written on it. It's thank you for all, thank you for all uh, the money I've been given throughout my life. Mm. And every time I open my phone, it's on the $50 note and I just read it. And the yeah. feeling, and, and just once again, it's just a reminder of, of the gratitude of everything in life, financially, family, health, whatever, relationships, whatever it is, and being now present. Like I'm just showing up in the conversation of being present. It's just been beautiful. Yeah. But once again, it's a multiple mental toughness, mental alertness um, challenge to, to another level, which is great. But I think, but I think a key to this is that you did it first, because it's hard for this, right? So, so on that, like, so on that, so, so okay, so I did it first, right? Which is totally fine, and then all these other Mm -hmm. people have jumped on for the second time round, which their first. I'm not even meaning the challenge. Here's the thing: I'm not even meaning the challenge. Yep. You got it first. You got this learning. You got the power of being present because you did this on a daily thing. You got oh. the you you got the strength, the mental toughness in who you are and what that looks like, and then you are turning up like that. So now your eyes, there's a depth of care, is what Jason said, and that's because you are living it. I always say it gets into your decision DNA, and it's like yeah. it seeps out of us. Because that is who you are and you know that's what's so effective and efficient for other people to be, you know, like that ripple effect, which we talked about a lot on a conversation yesterday. Um, and and now you're turning up like that and knowing that when you're present, that actually there's something about it. And others see it and they are drawn to it. And mm. and here's the interesting thing, and I think this is so powerful and we are not to go speeding past it because it's so easy to go, hey, I've made all this money, I've done all this, I've bought this, this is where I'm at. And that that becomes what everyone is conditioned to as success. Mm. And yet I think there is so much more to success like you know how to turn up you know how to be present i know so many people and so many entrepreneurs so many ceos founders leaders you name it who are not present and are wanting to learn the power of being present and they think if they read the book and the principles that and then this book i'm now going to be up to do it am i present am i present present. (laughs) right right and so here's why i don't want to slip by it because I think one of the things you and I are both good at is knowing how to be present. And because of that, we can now trust on our own intuition, going back to that, 
And there is a mental toughness in that in itself. And not everyone is able to do that. What is what has given you some of those abilities or helped you to make sure that you can exercise this and be better at it? Um just a couple of points I wanna on a emphasize on that, Cam. You know how long I've been part of of, of Black Belt Four and mm. and and where on a financial aspect, I'm not mm. at where I where I've set my goals at, but I'm totally okay with that because on an emotional element on as we've talked about presence like that has just that's i know i'll get there on a dollar figure and that's Mm -hmm. totally fine but on an emotional element i know i'm already there has i have i got more to go a thousand percent but like this presence this intuition like Mm. it's just like it's they're game changers because it doesn't just affect business it affects loved ones it affects health it's Mm. it's a multiple aspect of of life and I think that's I think that's an important aspect to to, to really emphasise. When you are present, it's not just impact in business; it's p- impact on on self, it's impact on on loved ones, it's impact on health. So I think that's huge and, and so important to to really just to put a point out there. And I okay, think just we- on that before we move to the next, then if you think of the new approach to leadership, how can we do that better? How can we make make that as part of our new approach to leadership? I think for me personally, it's looking at the holistic viewpoint and mm. one of my massive values is the importance of health. Um, and so if you don't have health in order, how can you show up in, in other aspects of life? And and when you talk about business, business is an energy game. If you've got low energy, how are you going to show up and, 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 and do the things that you need to do? So where do you get your energy from? Is obviously from mm-hmm. your health. Um, and looking at then health, the impact of that, and that's just not, you know, physical, but that's mental, emotional, spiritual yeah. aspect. And so looking at the holistic viewpoint of just of health, how are you what I call filling your cup up? What are you doing for you? And this is coming back to what you said. You showed up first. You did the stuff first. Well, what am mm-hmm. I doing to fill up my cup in order to then to give to others? So yes. like, like, you know the meditation, the reading, the exercise, the food, the this, the, like what? What am I doing on a daily checklist to ensure that I'm at my A game, so others around me can can also to step up into their A game as well? Yeah, which is why, say, going back to the challenge, that is such a good thing because it's like a daily checklist, right? Totally, totally. It's it's the it's the reminders. It's like, oh yeah, you know, like I, I know I wake up to those reminders. <laughs> ding, ding. Have you, you done know, your, you know, yeah, gallon you got your gallon of water? No, I just opened my eyes. <laughs> so we, um, so, so like it's beautiful because my wife and my stepdaughter, they're, they're doing the challenge with me this time around. Um, and, you know, we got home. Nat was teaching all day yesterday at her Cumberth course. And we got home last night after going out for dinner at 9, was it 9.45? I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Let's go for a walk together. And the conversation that we're having on walk, it's just like, boom, once again, okay, so now we're feeding up our relationship cup because we're doing this together. And, yeah, all the stuff comes up and blah, 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 like, but that's totally fine because then you can get it out together and you can go to bed with a clearer head and you've already exercised and you're feeling amazing. So is it tiring? Yeah. Is something, Do you feel bloated after all the water? Yeah. yeah. Do you feel frustrated? Yeah, but that's the process. This is all about mental toughness. This is about. Actually, I have to say about the water. 
I just got lost on that for a second. Especially if you've like, I have to drink two of these a day, right? And so if I have done, you know, the first one, but I'm at the end of the day and I've still got another one of these today, I, I literally feel like a beached whale <laughs> when I go to sleep at night. <laughs> So it's nine o'clock last night, night and I had a leader to go. I'm going, blah, 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 blah. It is not comfortable for anyone that has tried it. Um, oh, but but again, so we've got so, so Nat's so Nat's what she Nat's I think five four, five foot four, five five. Oh, wow. And I've got another friend who's like five five one, five two, and she's like that, right? And it's like she goes, Is this healthy? Is this like I said, hey. Trust the challenge. Trust the challenge. Yeah. Just, just yeah. trust the process. And um, but yeah, it's like all the stories say, start coming up. So just on that note, I have to say, when I'm off the challenge, what I've learned is a bottle and a half is perfect for me. Like I don't feel yeah. I actually really love it and I enjoy it. So it has definitely built up a a capacity of being able to drink water. But like if you listen and have an awareness around your body. It's what does actually feel really comfortable for you and, and good. And by the way, if I do a lot of exercise, then that two bottles is perfect too. So um, that has a play in it as well. And I think even just if you think of that concept, the whole balance of everything. So you said, um, you know, health is really important. I too think that. And that's why, uh, you know, I went into the challenge because I know that when I'm at my healthiest, I can ensure that I'm at peak performance for me right like how I can deliver and that is always really important being a results orientated person um you know it's it's we want to be the top of our game that makes me function best I know I can help the best here's the other side of it though there is the challenge of how do you fit health into your schedule because sometimes and particularly with say the challenge there is a lot of time I, I find it quite time consuming to be honest um and and it's it's not just the exercise i'm talking about it's all those 50 other things that it feels like we've got to cross off the list right and um by the way anyone listening this is not there are not 50 things you've got to cross off that was a slight exaggeration but maybe it feels like it sometimes uh i don't know how do we balance because life gets busy and I think, you know, one of the things we talked about a lot on a conversation yesterday was priorities. And it's like, well, what are priorities and how do you make sure? Because there is the outside world and the demands of that and expectations. So in the business world, there's those kind of ones as well as family, as friends. And then there's the internal of, you know, in your own home, your own wife, your children, whatever it is, right? Um, and then, of course, your own personal goals as well on top of that. How do we balance that in better ways as we sort of look through the lens of a new approach to leadership? A great question and great framework for the question. Uh, the, the, the benefit of doing a challenge like the 75 hard, it's yes, it's a mental toughness challenge, but it's also a planning challenge. Um, I said to the group when we first started is like the best way I tackled this was plan, plan, plan. Is yeah, planning your food, planning your water, planning your training. Okay, cool. What have I got coming up this week? How do I plan for that? What are the kids doing? How do we plan for that? All those aspects, unless you plan for it, you're going to get to like 10.30 last night and going, oh, guys, I've still got to drink all this water. 
and then you and then it's like oh why didn't I plan better and yeah. so I think when we talk about leadership is how well are you planning your day how well are you planning mm. yourselves your teams your your businesses and what are you doing around in order to, to season the day and you know I, I share a little story one of the uh, a client that I'm working with how do you fit it all in I said well tell me about your day and when you get people to share about your day uh, their day it, it, it's a it's an eye-opener because it's all around their own perception and, and it's about understanding their model of the world and their environment and when they start to communicate where their time goes it's actually you can see it in their eyes that they're processing maybe I am wasting a bit of time you know maybe wait if I get up a little bit earlier or if I don't watch TV or if I have more productive meetings or I XYZ then I might be able to get the most out of the day. And this is the feedback that we're getting from our group that we're going through the 75 hard is what they're getting through each day has mm. increased by at least 30%, at least 30%. It's phenomenal. Yeah. They're getting up early. They're more productive. They're fitting more yeah. in their day. They're just seizing and owning the days because it's like, shit, I've got to get all this stuff done, mm-hmm. but how can I maximise it? So one of the, one of the girls... She said, I've got this veranda that I've been supposed to um, uh, varnish and polish for the last three years. I've smashed it over these last few days and I've used it mm-hmm. like them as my workouts. It's like yeah, fantastic. another lady's renovating their home, right, and and they had a whole backyard full of knee-height uh, weeds. There's two 45-minute sessions done. She did it for five hours, but she said, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I would have complained yeah. if, I, if I wasn't on this challenge before. But I owned it. I'm sore, but hey, I've I've sucked it up and I've I've, I've made it happen. So when we reframe it in our mind, we're like, oh, I don't want to let myself down. I don't want to let others down. I don't want to get the reminder of like, are you have you failed or are you skipping it? Like, you know what I mean? So it's a multi pronged approach. And when we talk about leadership, that's a huge impact because it's like one, who's in your environment to support you with these decisions and these actions and things that you need to do and who's who's supporting you on that journey, who's lifting you up and who's holding you account. We can all be held account, but the conversation and the and the realisation of like you don't get this done, you are letting X, Y, Z down, it's like, right, we need to step up. We need to really make things happen. You can achieve so much more in your day when you get up a little bit earlier, when you when you plan a little bit better. It's, it's, a, it's a massive, massive factor. Yeah, so I get that because I did this way before. I, you know, a lot of people have asked over the years, how do you get so many things done? Because this is how I function is I'm amazingly creative, but I'm also very logical and strategic. So I'm very plan, plan, plan as well. And I've got systems around that. And because I'm always looking for that next sort of productivity hack, right? Because then I know I'm going to be more effective in what I'm doing and bring more results. So there's that ongoing sort of um, accumulated sort of effect. That's okay for people like you and I. And I get that there are people, and we know one in particular, and his name is Taki, right? I use him as an example often because we are like such extremes because that is actually not something that he's been great at in the past. He tries to put it in place a lot more now, and I see it because when, you know, it's kind of like he can do it because he's accountable to other people. I do it because I'm accountable to myself, right, and my goals and my aims. And that's that's an interesting thing in itself. 
how do people who maybe are not as um, good at planning or as good at being disciplined, because it is a discipline, right, to get up, do your things that you need to, fit it all in, how does someone like that do it a bit more and more effectively in their world? I think you hit the nail on the head, Kane, when you talked about the difference between you and Taki, right? Because, like, you you will do it in inwardly for inwardly, where Taki will do it. Taki will do it for others. And mm. so, if you look at that, like that's a that's a um, hierarchy of needs. That's a values based process. And when we can un- understand that for ourselves, well, what one what motivates us? Is it an internal drive or an external drive? Uh, what are our hierarchy of needs? Is it significance? Is it in like gross contribution where is that for us and then how do we utilize that information and you go online there's a bunch of different things that you can understand your own you know values your own hierarchy of needs what's important what drives you internal external motivation and then you can utilize that information go right how i get motivated is i need a buddy to work with or i need a coach to work with or i need a group to work with or i'm happy to do it by myself Okay, great. Well, how do I plan better? Okay. Well, what have others done in the past that are maybe yeah. you know, I've planned a holiday? Okay, well, how did I plan that holiday? Let's unpack, let's reverse engineer that. What did I do? What were the stages that? So now I've got a system because I've planned a holiday before that I can now plan my nutrition or I can plan my exercise. Oh, because we like and I think we second guess ourselves that we can't we can't do things. But I guarantee we've all done something in the past that allowed us a, a successful result that we can utilize that same process to another aspect of our life and achieve the result that we're after. Mm. Because people think, I can't do it. Well, BS. I call BS on that because you can. Yeah, I do too. Right? You can because you've achieved success in other aspects of life. And when you have a conversation with someone, they go, oh, no, I haven't. Listen. You have, and everyone has. Suck it up, mm-hmm. and let's let's really look at it. Yeah. Or, uh, okay. You know, and the women are women. Love you, Karen. <laughs> I love women. The women are the best of it, right? I Bring work it with up. a lot. I, I work with a lot of women, and my wife teaches yeah. women, and I we run these. Hey, program. by the way, there's no judgment on this this table. That's why we've got to have these uncomfortable conversations, totally right? Totally right. And 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 women. And what do you think women are? Like, they second-guess themselves so much, right, particularly mothers because they've got a feeling that they need to give to their child first before themselves. Yeah, I've been guilty of that. I totally agree with you. That is This is what we teach women. This is right in our program. This is what we do. A part of my thing in the past. I and I think that's how I actually honestly ended up in a wheelchair was I gave out of I looked after I was always I had warnings that I needed to stop I had warnings I needed to stop and I didn't listen guess what when you end up in a wheelchair there is no other way but to stop and when you've got pain 24 7 there is no way other than to stop and look at me and look at what I needed to do to be able to do that better. So Kathy, Catherine Coluccio said, yes, you are spot on about women and I've battled that very thing. So, yeah, tell me, yes, and why have you seen women do this? Second guess. Um, oh, this is, I mean, this is, this is not, as we're women, no, this, this is not a new thing. 
and this is a generational and I thing. Love to look, is... We're looking through a lens, and you're a male, so that, I love to hear how you're seeing it, what you're seeing, right? Oh, I, I see women as the I see women on a multiple aspect of they are they are the leaders, they mm -hmm. are the true essence of leadership. The care, the empathy, the understanding, the 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 element of drive, the element of building relationships first over transactions. So when we can, when women can actually take that and unpack, but give to self first, then they have the ability to give more to others. I think it's huge, yeah. right? Like it's, it's 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 mind blowing. But the the patterns I see that they run is like, mm. oh, oh, oh no 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 like, and then the the element of guilt. An element of oh how am I going to fit it in? Element of oh, I've got to look after everyone else first. It's like really, really mm -hmm. like can we just stop and just like just even give start of giving a little bit to yourself and see what happens? Um, like it's it's been a beautiful process. Some of these women doing the seventy five hard challenge. Like one of the women's reached out and she said I'm I'm doing it because it's exact conversation. I've been giving to everyone else, like kids and family for the last, you know, 10, 15 years, it's time for me. And I think when like women that. stand up and give them time for me, mm. that's when, like, everything changes in their world. Like, we're day 10 in and the yeah. feedback that I'm getting, like, I had a conversation with one of the girls yesterday. We're hanging out friends to hang out down the beach. Mm. Like, the presence in our conversations were next level. Like, mm -hmm. Jace was talking about my eyes, her eyes, like, I've never seen you like this. Like you are just boom. It's just, it's just so good to see when women give to self first. It's beautiful. So thinking about that, and and I love what you said there. Thank you for sharing and and just being open and honest around that. Here's the other thing that I love is that you said there were so many attributes to what women can be, and women are the leader. How do we bring that into a new approach to leadership? How can we? be used that more effectively how can we as leaders whether male female whatever you you know ident identify yourself as uh how can we as leadership have more empathy have more of those things that you just mentioned before which are strengths not weaknesses yeah I, I, well firstly it needs to be uh no matter male female or whatever it needs to yeah. have some aware awareness around it so yes. by so, so by bringing some awareness around it and go well, where am I on that scale on that level? Where would I like to be? What do I need to change? Am I willing to change? Well, what there are the resources strategies to make that change happen and and bring to life? I think they're the questions that we need to start to ask ourselves and and self regulate. You know, a great example is is actually uh, every week is having those elements aspects. Um, written down and do a self-rating. Okay, where am I? How was my empathy this week? What were the things that allowed us to allow me to have more empathy, or where did I drop the ball around that? Yes. You know? And then if once you bring awareness around it and you rate yourself out of ten, right? What that does, it just it, we talk about measuring it, measuring mm -hmm. intuition. Now it's a okay. There's no right or wrong in this, but you know based on your your dealings and interactions on on how that would be. Okay, so this week I was a six, you know, like, yeah, I did this, I didn't do that. Okay, great. How do I be a seven next week? It's not being a nine or a ten. How do I be a seven? What can I do differently to move that dial from a six to a seven? What could that look like? How could that 
feel like? Yeah. What would the conversations be different about? And so when we then look at from a tactical viewpoint, then mm-hmm. that can start to then bring into practice uh, what we've gone through and then that has the emotional impact and the emotional change based from going through a review but then having a strategy in order to move it forward. Oh, so powerful. I love that. Hey, uh, shout out to Ethan. He's in the house today. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Ethan Moore. And mm-hmm. also Vinka, who's over in Germany. She's saying hi as well. I loved um, I loved what Jason said here. I thought this was the interesting insight. The word selfish needs to be embraced, not seen as a negative, especially when intent is to give. The word so selfish needs to be embraced, not seen as a negative, especially. And I think if we go back to the female and it felt like I had to, and I'm going to talk from my point of view on this one, but it felt like for many years I needed to look after my family so that they were thriving and any any clients and people, loved ones, but I forgot to take care of myself because I thought it was selfish and I am a massive giver. It's part of my traits. And so I felt if I was giving to myself, what I've learned over the years is actually when I look after this and I'm being more effective here, I am more effective in the work that I bring and, you know, that ripple effect again. But Kay, can I ask you a question around that? Always. When, when you're giving to self first, yeah. What are you showing, teaching those around you? That I care, mm-hmm. that I'm worth it, mm-hmm. and that uh, I I also that I feel that my time is um, important. So if I take that time out for myself, then I need you to realize that my time is important as well. And I so, think it teaches others that you know how to how to see me as much as i see myself as well beautiful and don't you think that those aspects those elements and those lessons that other people are seeing and noticing uh, are almost uh, a bigger and more impactful than trying to please others first totally and i mean i've learned that I've learned that a lot in my life as a mom, as a wife, yeah. as a um, you know CEO, as a whatever, a leader. I have learned a lot of the power of those kind of things. Like an example being that I think a lot of old school, and this is one of the reasons I go to the need of a new approach to leadership, because I think a lot of old school leadership was you've got to tell, you've got to like, you know, if I do this and you t- and tell you that this is meant to be important, then you'll do it because you know that it's important. So now everyone else needs to know that. And I think the most powerful way that you can lead the way is by leading the way, is by doing it, living it. It seeps, like we said earlier, it seeps out of our decision DNA. And so it's just the, it's just who I am. It's what I turn up. It's how I turn up. Whether you see me as a mom, whether you see me as the Sadie, the cleaning lady, whether you see me as Kira Marie, the butt kicker, no one in black belt, whether you see me as a CEO, 
a leader, global leader, you, I turn up the same. Because this is who I am. This is what I'm about and this is what I stand for. And those principles are taken not just what I teach and train in my work, but that's what I live. Mm. Yeah, I love it. And that is so true, right? It's so true. And I, I, I share a little story. So yeah. a bunch of, bunch of mates, we catch up every week, we go for a run, we have a swim, we have coffee and breakfast. And some of them are doing this the, the, the 75 hard challenge and some of them are not. And the new mm-hmm. ones that are doing the new ones that are doing it are like ba 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 to the ones who are not. And I'm just there sitting back, just you mm-hmm. know, just letting them all do their little dance song and yep. dance. And the ones that are not saying, I don't need to be preached. Mm-hmm. Right? I just mm-hmm. need I, let let me sit in it and I will make the decision when my time is right. And it's like, and they looked at me and they went, thank you, Shorty. Because <laughs> yeah. I wasn't saying anything, right? <laughs> so sometimes you don't need to say yeah. anything. You exactly. just need to show up and you yeah. just need to lead. And I and I find that the most powerful as a mom, my kids, yep. you know, uh, it's funny how they turn around after a while because they actually realize that what I'm doing is more effective than the choice they thought that was a better choice for them, you know? And I think that works in so many ways, right? So okay. many ways. If you think of so many of those beautiful things that we've said as a need to a new approach, what are some of the things from those things uh, that could stop people from doing that or could stop, you know, knowing and, and now that we've got this awareness, but I always say, so... Let me step back. Leadership, that there's some fundamentals. And part of that fundamentals to to put into place is leadership awareness. So you, you've already said on that. The next one for me is actually ownership, leadership ownership in that in that step. And and the reason is now that I'm aware of it, I need to own it. And when I own it and when we own it as a company, whatever it is that you're building, the culture that you're building, uh, then they can bring change. And that change actually needs to then look through the lens of sustainability because, you know, it's not going to just affect now. It's not just affecting our generation or even our generation, the next generation, but the generations to come. And so for me, sustainability and leadership is so important as well. And and this is part of what I would see as the new approach to leadership. Now, that's great. Now that we're aware, now that we are starting to own it, we put it in place in our place and, and we can start doing that. And, of course, there's going to be that ripple effect. But there's going to be pushback. There's going to be people who go, I don't see health important. We're, we're in leadership. Why would we be doing this um, and focusing in on this? What, what do you see as some of those things that could stop, that could sabotage what we're saying and seeing as great lenses to start using as a new approach to leadership? Yeah, I think there's, there's a couple of different elements. There's the ignorance element of like, oh, yeah. uh, yeah, so like, uh, why should I change? It's been working for me most of the time, not all the time. So what's this? Why should I? Mm-hmm. So that's one element, and I, I, I look at that as, a, as an ignorance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ele- other element is is how can I? Like the the they people right. see it's so much of a bigger bigger thing than how could I possibly do that? Like. 
mm-hmm. it's that that confidence, that element of self-doubt. So let's go back to the ignorance component. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> um, and it's it's the question, right? And so this is where this is coming back to, you know, the rating scale each week. It's it's questioning everything. How can I be better? And this is the half the cup half glass or half full. Mm-hmm. When someone says, well, I've tried that and it doesn't work or why should I or I'm, this is working for me. Okay, but is it really? Like in your view of the world, it could be, but have you asked your direct reports? Have you asked the rest of the company? You know, I see a lot of CEOs, a lot of business owners on this path and you ask them and then you interview half the senior management team and mm-hmm. they've got a whole different perspective, a whole different picture of what the owner is actually seeing. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that's that ignorance of like head in the sand, we're doing it my way or the highway, like this is it. And so when we can, when 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 we're thinking about that is like how can I improve? How can I, what else can I do? Is there something that's going to take me from an eight to a nine? Is there something going to take me a five to a six? It's not going for the whole hog, but it's what's that thing that could help me to level up to a next stage? How can I get feedback from others and to check in to see if are we on that same page? Because once again, we have our own model of the world, our own view of the world, but when Mm. we can ask the people around what they see of us or they see of our leadership or they see where we're going, that gives us obviously those who you hold close and high regard to. Um, that will give you the insights of, oh, maybe I need to work on this or that a little, little bit more. Um, that's the that's the ignorant ignorance piece. The other mm. piece of of the 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 I don't think I can or the self worth is is really unpacking it. One, where does this come from? And you can do a belief process around that. But two mm-hmm. is like, you know, we talked about. Uh, planning a holiday everyone has planned a holiday even if it's just a down to the park or to the beach that there's a planning yeah. process around that if you look at a successful part of your life no matter what success looks like for you you've achieved some sort of success and so when we can look at that and go wow how can i just add 10 percent to that how can mm-hmm. I, it's not going from you know if you're starting a business it's not going from all right i'm going to earn a you know ten thousand this year to a million dollars in in six months it's like okay well how do we go to fifty thousand how do we go to a hundred thousand yeah. and, and, and build upon you know build upon the muscle you're not going to go and run a marathon tomorrow if you if your longest run is five k's mm-hmm. and and sometimes running a marathon can be outside your paradigm but if you run five k's built to 10 k's built to 21 k's mm-hmm. built to 30 k's before you know it like wow cool i'm running a marathon so it's a shift in and slowly building up, adding and adding and adding, and before you know it, that belief is there, knowing that you can do it, knowing that you've achieved it, and knowing that, wow, look who I've become. Yeah, and that's how I really see, like, building on the muscle of human intelligence. It's like it's being aware and building on. I think you said that so beautifully, and I love your insights around that. And, and it kind of brings me back to the whole lens of um, if we're looking at a new approach to, to leadership, that I believe that the lens in which we need to look at it is to see, you talked about see, and is to see humanity as stakeholders at the decision table. 
How do you see that? And and what does that bring up in you when you hear that? Um, for me, it brings up like the how big of a picture that you're playing and, and who are those stakeholders and what are the impact mm-hmm. that you could possibly have with those stakeholders. Like if you look at the consciousness change around the stakeholders of playing that sustainability to playing that bigger bigger game and mm-hmm. you've talked about the rippling effect like what could that have on a rippling effect mm-hmm. when you look at the impact of all those stakeholders like it's not just one plus one equals two it's one plus one equals a thousand a million a billion it's just depending on what who and and the the reach that they those stakeholders have so even in your family right if you talk about a family unit your loved ones, your kids, like the rippling effect there and the impact of the stakeholders. If you talk about business, your senior management team and the impact there. So it's being aware of how is my decision that I'm about to make with this stakeholder, what's the impact that that possibly can and how do we have a positive impact that's sustainable over a long period of time? Mm. I love that. I love, you know, humanity... For me, this is part of having these conversations is going, I don't, I, I'm not in your head, and that's a good thing for you, by the way. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'd be encouraged about that. Uh, <laughs> and I don't, I'm not male. I am female, and I am very much female. And, you know, I look through different lenses as we've, you know, had this conversation. I, I work with many different flavors i i call it flavors because i i want to see humanity as stakeholders and i i believe that we bring distinctions and that distinction is part of our flavor part of who we are and it's so powerful and that's why like i really wanted to bring you on here because you have such beautiful deep insights around uh the way that you think because you've done a lot of work on who you are and you've done a lot of work with clients to to help make them better as well. And I think that just brings in, and you work in with leadership as well. So for me, that was, it's kind of interesting because, uh, you know, on this conversations, we've had like a tea, someone who makes tea and talked about that um, and in her impact in, in and we've, we then went down these like little pathways of, into ethical leadership, right? Because she sources it from India and then brings it in and then, you know, she tastes it all and puts it all together and then, you know, brings that up to her clients or um, as a company. Fascinating. And then we've talked about addiction on here at, at times as well. Like, and so there was one one thing that was so fully into addiction and the pathway of that and, and going back to seeing humanity, you know, I said, what was one of the things that you can do differently for us to do differently? And that was uh, to see them as humans that had value and to see that they are challenged with addictions at the table, right? And I think, isn't that just like, that is just such a beautiful insight and something that we can take into our leadership to bring change. So that created awareness and today we've created more awareness around so many things that I think is just so important to a new approach. 
what have you got from today's conversation that you're going to take with you? So now you've got awareness. We've had a conversation. Now what are you going to own from our conversation and going to take into what you do? Beautiful. And I just wanted to say thank you, KM, to really putting on this platform and putting on this uh, table, this decision Mm -hmm. table to allow these conversations because, you know, it's, it's great that we can talk, but for me the insight's like, yeah, cool. It's like, well, it's great. I've talked about it. How am I going to live and breathe it and act upon it? Like yeah. as we get off, as get off this call today, and I yeah. think you know, for me personally, it's about being aware of my decisions and being aware of my conversations. And and as we started off these conversations around surface conversations or or deeper level conversations, it's just like, well, cool. Where are my ten percenters? What could I add value, and where can I go that ten percent deeper today that I maybe went yesterday? How do I go ten percent deeper from yesterday to today? And mm. who does that need to look like and who needs to show up for me personally in that conversation? So that's how I'm going to take away a lot of this information of what we've talked about um, yeah. and, and and looking at moving forward of, of what are those what are those impact of the stakeholders that we work with and what does that sustainability look like and what does that rippling effect? Um, what change can we bring to the positive yes. for, those, for the stakeholders that, that we work with? Oh, I love that. What beautiful insights. So for me, what I'm going to take from it, you actually, you you pressed on that point. It was those surface conversations. How can I be more effective on um, bringing people on the journey? You know, leadership's a journey. And I think, well, okay, so how can I bring more on the journey by being more effective with those 10%? So that's that's definitely something I'm going to to think about how can I do that better and more effectively and what does that look like if I do that today even. Uh, so that's one of the things I think just, you know, I'm going to go through like I have done every day and go through our conversation and uh, be adding this into a white paper that I'm putting out around the need of for a new um, approach to leadership and dive into some more layers around what we've started to talk about and and just start researching a little bit more about that as well because I think there's some things that, you know, what are the benefits of health? Mm-hmm. We know that health is important. Like you, we both agree on this, that health is extremely important. What is some of the the actual data around that? So I'm I'm really interested to research a bit more about that. I know pieces of it, but not enough. So, um, and just hearing you talk about it, I go, wow, this is something I really need to make sure that we include this as part of our need for a new approach. Um, you know, it's always a privilege to have a conversation with you. How do people have a conversation if they want to go deeper into what you do and uh, want to connect with you? How do they do that? Perfect. Um, on all the socials, so Coach James Short or uh, jump over to our, our new website, which is called theparentsnest.com.au and um, just send us a message. We can have a chat. Love to. How's all the parents stuff going? Is it oh, building out? And Beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. So Nat's teaching her her two-day course at the moment and um oh it's just the feedback and then you see these transitions of 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 couples when they come in absolutely not knowing what to expect and they walk out going oh my goodness i'm so prepared i'm so more connected and the dad stuff that we're doing the feedback that we get it just makes my heart sing it's so beautiful to see the transformation to be part of their journey and to help them to give them some tools and some strategies along the way 
And I have to say, because of the challenges across the world right now with, uh, you know, things like family have had extra pressures. And, and so that means as couples, there's been extra pressures and then that has an onflow into family. So what an important, important thing. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how that unfolds more and more as time goes on as well. Well done and well done to you and your wife as you continue that work there. Um, just a couple of feedback here. Jason um, said, uh, we've got, how funny is this? We often have two Tanyas. Today we've got two Jasons on. This is hilarious. So um, J Jason Garner, he said, great table. Thanks for sharing. And more importantly, raising my awareness. Have a super day. So thank you, Jason. Thanks for being a part of it. Uh, Jason Irving said, doing what's right for humanity as leaders will change so many decisions. You guys are fantastic. Thanks for sharing, guys. Yeah. Awesome. Anything you want to leave people at the decision table that you felt you wanted to have a voice around today? Just be you. Be the best version of you. Show up and um, be present with who you are and make those 10% changes. If you choose a, those, whatever those 10% changes are in your life, you've got this. Like always, always ask the questions. Always ask the questions. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. Always ask the questions and that's what we do here at the decision table. So thanks everyone for joining us for another conversation today. I love watching and having conversations with you and seeing as you keep developing. And I think that's such an important thing as a leader. I love your uh, ability to keep wanting to learn and to get better knowing that as you improve who you are, then this is having this domino effect. I definitely love conversation with you because you're not afraid to go deep. And you, even if you haven't really thought that out a lot, you've then gone, ah, if I was to think of that, I can see your brain turning over. This is how I would do it. And it comes from such smartness because of your willingness to believe in your intuition and I thank you for bringing that today I thank you for your work that you're doing and I loved one of the things that really impressed on me was the fact that you said I'm not at my you know hit my financial targets but boy am I bringing it on the emotional and the you know the other side of it. it's probably spiritual and everything else right physical um, and to me, that was just beautiful. And I, that's just being real and having a raw conversation. So thank you. Thank you for being here. And thank you for everyone. And please share. Like, I think that, you know, the way we gain awareness around this is if we keep sharing this out so that others are seeing that it's, it's okay to be having awkward conversations uh, you know, because we brought up some awkward, we started talking around some gender stuff and, and that can be a bit awkward, you know, in places now, but there's no judgment. And I think we have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable conversation. So I really appreciate that you were willing to do that. And that's why these conversations have been with either new friends or great friends that I already know and trust and uh, know that we trust each other and because of that we just have a conversation so thanks for bringing it and i'm going to close out the broadcast right now amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode make sure you subscribe ensure you leave an awesome rating and review 
Our hope is this podcast creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, a curiosity for the need to be part of the change, and to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, then apply to join us at our next Leaders Movement Parlay. The link is in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to help build a tribe who make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, and movement changers. Big love until we see you on the next Decision Table Series podcast episode.